Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, oh, oh. 
שאני ליעץ מי ליעץ מי מור אני, אם אין אני לי, אם אין אני לי מי לי.
producer who worked so very hard, always works hard. Mr. Yochi Christman, thank you very much. Tadaba. Thank you. 
zart von you Hanneke ist schon du Dem mich buche die Kinderle verbrängt mit sein Lang nicht spielen drei 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 Mien ist vernehmlicht Gimmel ist ganz Schien ist verstellen hi halb ist dance Nien Gimmel hi schien ai 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 J.M. in the A.M. Shmuley Unger. A song just released about a day or two ago, and that is called The Dreidel Song in honor of Hanukkah 5780. Brand new from Shmuley Unger here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, uh, Jonathan Sheinfeld with Im Tachaneh. You heard Yaakov Shweki and Imesh Kachech. Shlaimi Gertner, Imenani Limili, Maoz Tzor, the brand new one from Ruvain Garber. Ari Goldwag, brand new with For the Light. And, of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this December the 18th, day 20 in the month of Kislev, the year 5780. Tough Shin Pei, 33 degrees, 73% humidity, winds are west at 7 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 38. Then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 19. Wow, 19. Uh, tomorrow, sunshine for Thursday and a high of 29 degrees. You shall I'm right now at 61. We're at 33 here on a Wednesday morning. In New York City, as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Yeah, Hanukkah is fast approaching this Sunday night, everybody. This Sunday night, we will be uh, celebrating together worldwide the amazing holiday. And uh, very much looking forward to it, to say the least. 
uh, as Hanukkah is something extra special. And we'll be on the road next week. We'll be on the road courtesy of our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Casino Boulevard in Flushing. We'll be on the road courtesy of Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. We'll be at Yeshiva Heichal HaTorah on Tuesday morning, JM in the AM in Teaneck, New Jersey. We'll give you details about that as we get closer. Yeshiva Heichal HaTorah is going to be welcoming us uh, Tuesday morning on the second morning of Hanukkah. Uh, very much looking forward to that. And then our friends at J Drugs are going to welcome us for a Thursday live lunch. Uh, on this coming Thursday, if you're anywhere near Avenue J between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. this coming Thursday, you want to make sure to visit us at J Drugs. Uh, Ronnie and Larry will be there. Their wonderful staff will be there, and we'll get an opportunity to uh, liven up Avenue J in the middle of the day on Hanukkah Thursday, and we are very much looking forward to that. So plenty happening, lots of action as always. <laughs> it seems there's always lots of action, to say the least. <laughs> and And I'm glad that you're part of it. Uh, by joining us here at uh, JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network as uh, as often as you can. Um, try to do it at least at least once a day, at least once every morning, and maybe even a couple of times during the day. You'll find it to be a very satisfying experience. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM as uh, we continue with, where are we here? With Uri Davidi at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. That's Miami with Inveya Geffen. And by the way, as uh, I mentioned to you uh, earlier in the week, Rabbi Sharbat told me that uh, there's going to be an amazing and incredible Miami concert happening at the Kushner Auditorium in Livingston this coming Monday in honor of Hanukkah. Uh, the event is um, being presented by Congregation Avas Acham and A. Jacob and David in West Orange, New Jersey. It's Hanukkah with Miami. Yerachmiel begun Miami Boys Choir. David Perlman, Monday night, 715. Kushner Auditorium, 110 South Orange Avenue in Livingston. Tickets, aabjd.org slash Miami. aabjd.org slash Miami. Reminder, a Shabbos Chazan is happening, a special pre-Hanukkah Shabbos celebration with Cantor Yaakov Motzen and Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, this coming Shabbos, Parshas Vayeshev at Congregation Chassam Sofer, 10 Clinton Street here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, Mincha at 4.15, Shabbos morning at 8.45. And uh, as always, it's going to be, uh, it's always a big event whenever they do a Shabbos Chazanus there at uh, Chassam Sofer. Um, let's see what else we have here for everybody. A reminder that the From Divorce organization is presenting a kids' Hanukkah celebration this coming Monday night 
beginning at 6 p.m. with dinner, menorah lighting, and fun for all with special guest Chaim Kiss happening at the uh, New York Hall of Science on 111th Street in Corona, Queens. It's the Eli Nishma Shlomo Eliezer Ben Harav Yaakov. Information from divorce.org. It's an unbelievable organization doing great things for kids who are a product of a divorced home. From divorce.org. Again, that is from divorce.org. Artscroll has an amazing sale going on right now. Remember, 20% off across the board, 20% off across the board in honor of Hanukkah and amazing and incredible specials and deals on uh, different volumes of Talmud because of the upcoming Sioma Shas. As we're telling everybody, when you go to uh, artscroll.com, make sure to use the promo code RADIO. You never know. In addition to all the discounts, you may just get free shipping as well. So every time you order at artscroll.com, make sure to use the promo code RADIO. And tomorrow, Sivan Rahav Meir is uh, scheduled to join us here at JM in the AM. She's out with her husband with a brand new book, actually an English translation of one of their classic books. And we will be discussing that with her uh, tomorrow morning on this program. So Sivan Rahav Meir who now has a publication it's YouTube oh, music who now has a publication from Art Scroll she is going to be joining us uh, tomorrow at uh what time i think 7:40 if i'm not mistaken um with the brand new book the english translation right here at JM in the AM Wednesday morning we continue with Mordechai Shapiro
JM in the AM, AFO done by Matt Dubb and company here at JM in the AM. Uh, Barry Weber in there, Chaim Israel in there. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background to our news from Israel coming up in just a second here on a Wednesday as we get closer and closer to Hanukkah. By the way, listener Judy, very happy that we're coming to Brooklyn next week. We'll be broadcasting our live lunch on Thursday from Jay Drugs, and she's very, very happy about that little Hanukkah gift to everybody in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, listener John wanted to hear the dreidel song by Shmuel Younger. We got that on. A reminder, our friends at Art Scroll have a 20% off on everything in their big Hanukkah sale, plus the largest discounts ever on their sets of Talmud and Talmud volumes in celebration of the Siyam Hashas. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use the promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use the promo code radio. You'll be glad you did. Sivan Rahav Meir, along with her husband Yadidya, have a brand new book out there, the English translation of one of the Israeli classics. She'll join us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. And we will discuss their brand new book. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JM the M. ארבעה חודשים אחרי הפיגוע במעיין דני הסמוך לדולב, השב"כ ולוחמי הימ"מ לכדו את המחבלים שרצחו את רינה שנרב, זיכרונה לברכה. הרב איתן שנרב, אביה של רינה, זיכרונה לברכה, הגיב אצל אמיר איבגי על תפיסת החוליה. זאת חוליה של יותר מחמישים מחבלים, ביניהם הרבה רוצחים, ואנחנו הסתכלנו עליהם הרבה כבר בעיניים, על הרבה מהמחבלים. אנחנו דורשים דרך אגב את העונש הכי חמור שיש על רצח של ילדים זכים, מלאי חן וחסד, גם להרוס את הבתים של כל המחבלים כמה שיותר מהר. עשרות ישראלים שירדו מטיסת אל על שהגיעה מישראל תקועים בביקורת הדרכונים בנמל התעופה במוסקבה. ממשרד החוץ נמסר שהדבר נמצא בבדיקה. גורם מדיני אמר לפרשניתנו המדינית אלעיל שחר, הרוסים גומלים לנו על השבת מבקשי העבודה הרוסים לארצם. החשד לאונס קבוצתי במרכז צומצמו התנאים המגבילים בהם נתונים שבעת החשודים למשך שלושים ימים נוספים. מדווחת כתבתנו הדס שטייף. במהלך הדיון בפרשת האונס הקבוצתי של הנערים מהשפלה בנערה בת 14, קיבל השופט את הסכמת הצדדים להאריך את התנאים המגבילים של שבעה מהנערים ב-30 יום. מעצר הבית שלהם יהיה בלילה ותחת פיקוח. חשוד נוסף הוארך מעצר הבית שלו בלילה ב-14 ימים. בזמן הקרוב תינתן החלטה בעניינו של החשוד התשיעי. בית המשפט גזר עבודות שירות בלבד על נאשם בסחר בסמים מפני שלא קיבל ייעוץ מעורך דין לפני חקירה. זאת בניגוד לחוק. פרסמה כתבת תחום המשפט ליה ספילקין. אזרח אריתריאה נעצר לאחר שניסה למכור סמים לשוטר סמוי לפני כשנתיים. הוא לא קיבל ייעוץ מסנגור לפני חקירתו במשטרה, ולכן בדיון גזר דינו שהתקיים החודש נזף השופט במשטרה ואמר כי פגעו קשות בזכויותיו. על אף שמדובר בעבירה חמורה שדינה מאסר, בית המשפט גזר עליו רק חודש וחצי עבודות שירות. מחקר ישראלי חדש קובע, השימוש בטלפונים חכמים לפני השינה פוגע בפוריות הגברית 
בגלל האור שנפלט מהצג. מביא את הפרטים לראשונה כתבנו לענייני בריאות, מאיר מרציאנו. על פי המחקר שנערך במשך השנה האחרונה בבתי החולים ובמעבדות של אסותא, האור שנפלט מהמסקים של המכשירים החכמים פוגע בתהליך ייצור הזרע. החוקרים ממליצים להפסיק את השימוש בטלפון החכם, הטלוויזיה או המחשב לפחות שעתיים לפני השינה. מזג האוויר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. מחר, עלייה נוספת. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. No fighter plane, no battleship can crash with pure and sweet It's that last drop of oil, it just won't see defeat It keeps our little hub in flame, a dance into the beat It's that last drop of oil, we'll take it to the street And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night Tell and retell all your stories, be a miracle of light Blow smoke in the face of darkness Set fires to burn up the night Tell her and tell all your stories Be a miracle of light Canto es dinom No canto ni como son Que voy de mi ad halosim Rabi mi ad mi ad I'll be a nest nest I'll be a bright light nothing left your true colors show so reach deep down and grab that spark ain't you tired of living in the dark show me can I show you the light show me can I show you that and light we'll smoke in the face of darkness set fires to burn up the night tell every tell all your stories be a miracle of light no smoke in the face of darkness set fires to burn up the night tell every tell all your stories be a miracle of light
J.M. in the A.M. Miami, and a reminder, they're going to be at the uh, Kushner School, courtesy of Congregation Avis Achimedei, Jacob, and David. They will be there uh, Monday night, Hanukkah Monday night, along with David Perlman in what uh, no doubt will be an amazing and great concert. Information, you can go to um, aabjd.org slash Miami, aabjd.org slash Miami. That is the uh, address uh, for the Big Miami concert this coming uh, Monday night at the Kushner School, presented by Congregation Avasachim and A. Jacob and David in West Orange, New Jersey. Well, we've been mentioning that there are uh, a whole array of uh, <clears throat> books and svarim that are on sale uh, courtesy of Artscroll. They have a 20% off across the board sale in store and at artscroll.com. Uh, that's on everything. Uh, then in addition to that, they have uh, a whole bunch of uh, sales that have been announced because of the Siamashas, including 30% off on all hardcover Talmud volumes. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Don't forget, always use the promo code radio. Always use the promo code radio because um, you never know what it may get you. It may get you free shipping and uh, some other benefits as well in addition to all the great discounts. Uh, tomorrow on this program, Sivan Rahav Meir is scheduled to be with us. She and her husband, Yedidya, uh, have become extraordinarily popular through their lectures, writings, and media broadcasts. And uh, Reaching to Heaven is part biography, part guidance for all of us on how to live full, happy, and meaningful lives. It's the elevating life stories and teachings of Rav Yaakov Edelstein, Reaching to Heaven. This is the English translation of the Hebrew book that they wrote that was so popular in Israel. Art Scroll has released it, and we will talk about it tomorrow morning with Sivan Rahab Meir. It's part of the big sale. All you got to do is go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, save 20% across the board. Use the promo code radio. Always use promo code radio. And when you walk into a store, into any Judaica store, you save 20% as well during the big Hanukkah sale uh, on all Art Scroll titles. It's Wednesday. You're listening to us right here at JM and the AM on the Nahum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
J.M. and the A.M. From our friends at the Waterbury Yeshiva, Gam Kielich. Rekod, Rekod was done by Yidl. Misha Ma'amin, that was Benny Friedman and Jonathan Sheinfeld in there with Bussi Ligani. Wednesday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. 7.30 in the morning with Rabbi... Oh, uh, before we get to Rabbi Goldwasser, I did want to mention that uh, our friends from AJA Carpool number 255 have checked in. And listener Daniel claims... That it's one of the few real winter coat days of the year down there in Atlanta. All right. There you go. Now you know how we feel most of the winter. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they canceled school. No, if AJA Carpool 255 is on the road, I doubt they canceled school today. They wait until the possibility of of thinking about having a chance of snow. That's when they cancel school down there. Um, Rabbi David Goldwasser having fun with our friends in Atlanta. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Zechanishmas Harav Zevnerus of Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basrevus of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We read: Bikesh Yaakov Leishem B'Shalva. Yaakov Avinu wished to dwell in peace and tranquility. Miad immediately after that. Kavza Alav. Rugzo shall Yosef, the upset and the anger of Yosef sprang upon him. Rashi Kaddish tells us that Yaakov Avinu asked Hashem that he should please live in peace and tranquility. Hashem said to him, It's not enough that the tzaddikim and Noshim Sidkonios, the righteous, will have tranquility in Olamabba in the next world. You also want to have it in this world? Immediately, the upset and the anger of Yosef sprang upon him. The question is asked by the Zerashimshan. Really, what did Yaakov Avinu do? Why was it so upsetting that he asked for peace and tranquility? And secondly, what exactly is this upset or anger of Yosef? We find an interesting answer that the truth is, Yaakov Avinu had to fulfill the star, the document of indebtedness. That is that Avram Avinu was told his children will have to go into Golos. They'll have to go into exile. They'll have to leave the land of Canaan. Because Yaakov Avinu did not go into exile, Yosef HaTzadik had to go into exile. Yosef says to his father, had you gone, had you gone into exile, had you fulfilled that Golos, I wouldn't have had to go to Mitzrayim. I wouldn't have been sold into slavery. I wouldn't have had the terrible Nisyonus, the challenges and the tribulations with Eshes Potiphar. And that was the upset of Yosef HaTzadik, an upset that was spiritual in nature. How interesting it is that we find that Yosef HaTzadik is one of the few that merited to get the title Tzadik, Yosef HaTzadik. Why? Because of his spiritual dimension, because of his extreme piety. Yet, 
Yosef was upset. Yosef was afraid. He did not want those nisyonos. He didn't want those challenges in life. He was afraid. And because of that, he was upset. Fantastic that we find in Lukute Maran that each and every day a person can say two paragraphs after the morning brachos. Those two paragraphs help one that they should not meet nisyonos, challenges during the day, certainly challenges that they can't overcome. He says that if a person recites these two paragraphs and has good kavana, feeling and devotion, they can be assured that that day there is a promise they will not run into any challenges, any tribulations or trials that they cannot pass. How careful you and I have to be, especially in today's world, to say these two paragraphs each and every day with great kavana and never come to a challenge. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM Wednesday. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Morning Chizuk, Monday through Thursday. And, of course, with Matis on JM Sunday as well uh, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, uh, recently we were up at the uh, Rothenberg Law Firm in Midtown Manhattan. And we discovered uh, during conversation with some of the Rothenberg partners and family members that uh, one of their sons slash nephews had actually written a safer and... Uh, what might be the story behind this safer <laughs> more than anything else is that he's just 20 years old. And I refer to Zach Rothenberg, Ben Sion Rothenberg, who's with us live via telephone. He's responsible for the safer called Kimi Tzion Alatora, which is um, Chidushim from the great Rav uh, Avigdor Nevensal of Yerushalayim. And the Abracious Shmos volume is the one that I am holding in my hand on this Wednesday morning. Zach Rothenberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. So when did you start your uh, uh, your adventure in Israel? How long ago did you get to Yeshiva Akoto? Two years ago. And at what point did you say to yourself, because most 20-year-olds I don't think do say this to themselves, at what point did you say to, them, to yourself, uh, I, th- I think I have a safer or at least an idea for one in me? <laughs> I actually never said that to myself <laughs> until a couple months ago. It was before Pesach Ben Zmanim. I was sitting in the base medrash late at night. And uh, Shir Zion Israeli came over to me. He was also, he would always go with me to Renevensal's house to ask him a ton of questions. And he heard all these things that Renevensal was saying to me. And then one night, it was like a late, it was late Thursday night, he said to me, Zach, you know, you have Renevensal's Torah, and you have to share this with other people. Like, who do you think you are that you have this chus to be so close with such a gadol and not to share the Torah? I see you have notes. I see you wrote it up. You have to write this up. And I kind of laughed at him, and I said, like, like, what do you mean? I can't do anything about this. I don't have the best Hebrew. And I said, I'll make a deal with you. If you go back. Pesach Benazmanim, and you write up your notes as best as you can. I'll edit it for you, Kaizman. Wow. And I went back those three weeks during Benazmanim, and I just went through my notes, and I just wrote everything down as best as I could. <clears throat> and when I came back, he kind of like laughed, saying, wow, I didn't think you were actually going to do this. <laughs> but then he had a whole book with, uh, to have to edit. So he, he dished it out to a couple of his friends to help him out, and they went with their red pens, and they, they made all their marks and all the corrections that they had to make. And I, I, t- I took it back from them, and then I made the corrections myself back on the computer. And after, after I did that, I showed it to Rav Nevensal. Rav Nevensal wrote me a skama, and I really wasn't going to do anything much with it. I was just going to print out a, a pamphlet and make a little country out of it, give it out to friends, family, and Rebbeim. Then I went ahead and I showed it to Rav Fiske Nevensal, who's Rav Nevensal's son. He, he took over for Rav Nevensal as the chief rabbi of the old city. 
and he's also the one that's published hundreds of Rav Nemesal Svarim. And when I showed it to him, he really liked it, and he asked if their family could do something with it and be able to publish this as, as a safer. And I was, like, shocked when he said that, and he connected me to their editor and their publisher. And the Nemesal family really from there just, like, took over, and they made everything just so much more, so much, so much nicer than what it originally was. Wow. And so much cars spoke to the Nemesal family for everything that they did. Talk about a collaborative effort. You had a whole team working for you. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Zach Rothenberg is with us. The safer is called Kimitzion a la Torah. Uh, Bracia Shmos obviously is out. We have it. Are, are there plans for more? Amir Tashem. Amir Tashem. I have notes. I have more stuff with Rudemensal. I've got to keep adding. I already have more stuff that I wanted to put in for this, this volume of Bracia Shmos. How would you describe, for those who've never met him or those who have not had the opportunity to spend time with him but may have heard of him, how would you describe of Nevensal? How would you describe uh, the type of inspiration he gives young people like yourself and older people uh, when one meets him? It's a loaded, loaded question. But besides for him being such a god of a Torah, which is just an inspiration in of its in of itself, he's finishing shots twice a year since his wedding. Um, I guess I could speak about some of his midos that he has. His anova, the fact that he's willing to take questions from me, uh, not asking the best questions, <laughs> and just another 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 good example is Shabbos Day. I'm always very inspired. He has a vasikim in his house, and then afterwards he has a kiddush, and he goes back in, and he himself insists to serve the kiddush. So he goes. He, he's 83 years old. He stands up from the from the table, and he goes into the kitchen and brings out the rugloffs and brings out the sodas. <laughs> and it's just so inspiring because I used to always grow up being like, oh, it's such a bizarre to your cover. Like, who wants to actually go and serve the food to other people? And you see her in teaches us an opportunity. Oh, my God, I have guests at my house. I could serve them their kiddish. I could serve them their, the food. And he gets up, even though it's hard for him, he gets up and he demands that he's going to serve everyone the food. And not only, not only that, but he doesn't make kiddish himself. He makes someone else make Kiddush, because if he makes Kiddush, then that would mean that he has the first sip of Kiddush. He has the first sip of grape juice, and he can't eat or drink before any of his guests do. So he purposely has someone else make Kiddush. All the, all the grape juice gets passed around, and then he has last, so that all his guests get that first. It's funny, because in this week, uh, in, in, in the Safer, uh, the first of our Torah you have for this week for Vayeshev talks about what it is to be a successful person. And it is not, as most people today would... Uh, uh, would translate or would think, you know, success is all about, you know, money or fame, et cetera, et cetera, uh, or position. Uh, success uh, is, is being able to, uh, to, to be humble and deal with a, uh, and, and realize there's always someone above uh, in a, you know, in a regular challenging situation. So it's funny that uh, you describe, you describe him and the way he, uh, he acts, even, in, even when hosting young Talmidim, it sounds like that's a level of Hatzlacha, a level of uh, having a successful life. A hundred percent. And he's, even to add in there, he's been a volunteer for Zaka in Eretz Yisrael, and there's been, there's been times where he's had to show up to the base medrash in his white coat because he's had, he had to go to the scene and collect blood. Um, and it's, it's, so, it's so inspiring to see how much chesed and how much he's giving to Klaisho. His phone is ringing nonstop as we're at their house. Unbelievable. Constantly trying to get in touch with him. Zach Rothenberg's with us. Uh, he's responsible for Ki Mitzion Al HaTorah. Uh, it is the uh, Chidushim of Victor Nevensal Shlita. Bracious and Shmos is now available. Zach, how does one get the safer? Baruch Hashem, it's now in all local stores. So you should be able to get it wherever you are. It's online also, I believe. The two places that I'm thinking now is Eichlers.com and on Zeberman Ber- Books. Those are the two websites you could also get them. All right, look for it. Kimi Tzion Alatara, Bracious and Shmos is now available. Ben Sion Rothenberg is responsible for it. 
And we're pretty familiar with your family. I'm sure you know just how proud they are that you at this young age have gone ahead and spearheaded this project. Thank you. Great speaking to you and continued Hatzlacha to you. You too. All the best. Zach Rothenberg here on a Wednesday morning at JMAM. Kimitzio and Alatora. Check it out, everybody. The websites that Zach recommended and, of course, in many of your local Judaica stores. Wednesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM with David Lowy. Shiru is the name of that selection. Brand new here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the brand new Mo's Tour done by Ruvain Garber. Micha Gammerman in there with Yeb said there. Don't forget our friends at Art Scroll over 20% off on all of their 2,000 titles now through the 6th of January. And tomorrow, Sivan Rachav Meir is going to join us. She and her husband, Yedidya, are responsible for the book Reaching to Heaven, the elevating life stories and teachings of Rav Yaakov Edelstein. We'll speak with her tomorrow. Save 20% on everything at Scroll and take advantage of their incredible, absolutely incredible specials uh, in honor of the Siyama Shas. We're talking about the sets of Talmud for $1,000 off. We're talking about uh, volumes of Talmud available at crazy prices, all there at artscroll.com or at your local Judaica store. Enjoy it. And every time you order from artscroll.com, make sure you use the promo code RADIO. Use the promo code RADIO. You never know what that will save you. Maybe some free shipping, et cetera, et cetera. Some promo code RADIO every time you order from artscroll.com. Keep that in mind. Our friends at TABC have their Hanukkah blood drive tomorrow starting at 1030 in the morning at the brand-new lunchroom uh, at TABC, Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. Schedule an appointment. You can contact Nurse Linda Cohen at 201 837 7696. 837 Reminder that our uh, friends in uh, West Orange, New Jersey, at Avas Achavane, Jacob and David, they have Hanukkah with Miami. Uh, this coming Monday night, Miami Boys Choir and David Perlman star in the big show Monday night, the second night of Hanukkah at the Kushner Auditorium on South Orange Avenue in Livingston, New Jersey. Make sure to go out and enjoy aabjd.org slash Miami. aabjd.org slash Miami uh, for information on that. Um, our friends at Sari's Wigs of Teaneck, they have their big sale this coming Sunday morning at 634 Cumberland Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. I mentioned that Sari's Wigs of Teaneck have been extremely helpful to the Shetel Gemach that is named for my mother. So you can go and uh, experience everything they have to offer this coming Sunday from 9 until noon, 634 Cumberland Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Well, our friends in Hebron, Baruch Hashem, are doing very well with their big campaign. We will dedicate some time to the holy city of Hebron next. If you keep it at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored Digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Let's <laughs> 
מאז לעד ולתמיד לנצח נצחי J.M. in the A.M. You know, our friends at the Chevron Fund have uh, their annual campaign going on. It's amazing how they're doing. Already, based on what we see online, already they're, they're basically at halfway to their goal. They're at 471,000 out of the $1 million goal with seven hours left. to the big campaign. The Chevron Fund, the future of Chevron is in your hands, everybody. You have 24 hours and seven hours remain to quadruple your impact to help the heroic residents and soldiers of Chevron. Every time you donate, every time you donate, it is multiplied by four. Simple as that. Every time you donate, it is multiplied by four. And we encourage everybody to... Um, To get involved, give whatever you can because uh, every little bit helps and every little bit helps times four. As Deddy sings about Chevron, we introduce Yoni Bleichbard. Yoni is, of course, Director of Security at Chevron, and we know him for uh, probably a couple of decades or so and can brief us on what's happening in the holy city of Chevron. Yoni, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem, great to speak with you. First of all, as you said to me off the air, Everybody in Hevron is called, coming off of a 40,000 people strong Shabbat Chaye Sarah, which must have been unbelievable. It only makes your job more difficult. Am I right, Yoni? <laughs> it makes it more challenging. I'd, I'd rephrase it. But, you no, know? but nonetheless, you welcomed the crowd. You were happy, yeah, yeah. To, you were happy to see there, those. There were, about, there were about 45,000 people, but it felt as, as though there were over 100,000. You couldn't walk in the streets if, uh, because of the, of the crowd. It was an amazing, amazing scene to watch people walk from uh, from all the neighborhoods towards Marat HaMachpelah. Everything covered white. And no, it, it, it was not snow. Simply the white shirt <laughs> yeah, and everybody like... davening and dancing in front of Marat HaMachpelah on Shabbat Chayi Sarah. You know, it's, it's not only me who was uh, amazed by the scene, but the soldiers, the officers. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, th- there was one general... who used to serve in Hebron, came especially for that evening just to see Merat HaMachpelah packed wow. with the Jews. You know, it's funny. There was a time, and, and I guess you could tell us if, if this still happens, there was a time when it was, it was hard for people like you to convince the soldiers that what they were doing in terms of guarding Hebron was so vital, so important to the Jewish present and the Jewish future. And now it seems that Now they get it. Now, now they, uh, so much time has gone by, and they've seen how serious the residents of Hebron are when it comes to the holy city of Hebron. I, I think the whole attitude of soldiers and the army in general is different these days. True, true, absolutely. And that's part of uh, Hebron's fund's mission, to bring in those Jews from all around the world, uh, and also from Israel, and yeah. to teach them, show them the importance of Hebron, connect them to their Jewish roots, That's uh, all about education. It's, it's, it's all about also treating the soldiers, taking care of them. Uh, as you well know, uh, we're, we're in a, in a, year's, uh, uh, a year without a government. Yeah. We, are, we have a government, but uh, three... <laughs> three uh, Elections. Yeah. And uh, there's no budget, so uh, the soldiers are uh, in need of help. 
and uh, Hevron Fund uh, finds the ways to uh, help them out. Yeah, folks, uh, you should know that, by the way, as, as you contribute, and we recommend uh, Hebronfund.org, Hebronfund.org. You can go there and, uh, and, and give right now and have your donation quadrupled. Remember, the campaign goes until 3 o'clock Eastern time, so you have just uh, under seven hours left to make it a success. Uh, we should note that, as Yoni just said, that literally different basic needs that the soldiers have, uh, sometimes even when the government is a stable <laughs> operating government, uh, still when it comes to hot food and drink, when it comes to basic needs uh, that are necessary to keep the soldiers uh, warm and equipped, uh, very often they are turning to groups like the Chevron Fund and others to help out. So you are uh, in an in indirect but direct way helping out the IDF as you help out uh, the Chevron Fund during this uh, um, uh, seven-hour challenge that remains to get them to the $1 million goal. Yoni Bleichbart is with us. So, I mean, look, you're security, Yoni, and one of the things we've been told is that as, as, as sophisticated a system as you and the first responders have in the Chevron area, you need even better radio communications and a radio communication system. What is it that you're looking for to upgrade to at this time? Uh, so, uh, one thing is, uh, regarding communications, since, uh, the whole system was upgraded, but as I mentioned before, there's no budget, and, uh, at first they predicted that, uh, switching to the, this, uh, amazing system which connects, uh, the whole country, uh, in one group, uh, will take about, uh, two to three years, but now, because of, uh, the delay, it'll take about five to ten years. Wow. Uh, and so we need to take care of it of ourselves uh, in order to save lives. So that has to be implemented as soon as possible. And I, I would assume that technically it's a big upgrade. Technically it's even more sophisticated than what you've been using so, uh, till now, right? Absolutely. It is censored. It is. Uh, it has all the finest uh, uh, things that you could just imagine. Think for a minute when there's a crisis and you can literally talk to any emergency service, whether it's uh, civilian or uh, uh, army, in one machine. Everybody talks on the same channel. Everybody knows where everybody is. Right. It's, it's, it's an amazing upgrade, but... Uh, we need the we need the funds in order to to make it happen. And by the way, we have to again because this is your area of specialty, security. We have to use you to emphasize a couple of things. Yeah, people have to remember. And I think over the years, people may have forgotten because you know the Jewish area of Hebron has become so strong. Thank God, you you are surrounded by a city that's ninety eight percent Arab. You're you're surrounded. And it, it, it's all, almost like uh, the New York area. Yeah, almost. The Jews are also <laughs> surrounded by two million Muslims. <laughs> that's so. a, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, so you're talking about millions around you, uh, or hundreds of thousands, whatever the exact figure is, uh, and you have hundreds only in the Jewish area. That 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 number one should should strike people as a very difficult security challenge. So you know, when I ask you, what's it like? Being surrounded by a lot of people who would prefer you're not there—that's uh, that's that's one way of looking at the situation, huh? Yeah, absolutely, that's... absolutely. But you know, it, it 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 it's very similar to a holiday that uh, we're approaching, Hanukkah. Yeah, that's true. Rabin Biadmatim. Exactly. Also, exactly. also the other thing we have to point out is that again, as director of security and someone who takes it very seriously and coordinates with the army uh, every single day. Uh, you're seeing, according to these latest numbers, almost a million tourists a year, 
which is insane. I mean, we're talking. It, it we're, is the, the number three most uh, toured place in Israel. Which is first unbe- place is the Kotel, and right. you know, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I will not challenge the Kotel. Right. <laughs> uh, second place is uh, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in Miron, and uh, we get to the third place, and I'm very comfortable with it. Unbelievable. Thank God. So Thank you're God. you're three quarters of a million heading toward a million in terms of tourists, and and that obviously can only increase if people feel secure. If people don't feel secure, they are not going to be visiting you as often. So that's also a challenge to make sure that all of that and that entire operation, uh, you know, keeps tourists at a really high level, and as you just described, keeps you guys at at least number three, if not higher. Yeah. Number three is, is a saying that it shows the government that Hebron is uh, not only not, do not only belong to the hundred families that live there, but belongs to Am Israel. Yep. Am Israel not not only in Israel but all all around the world. That is the message that comes out of Hebron. This is our Statue of Liberty. This is uh, our uh, place of uh, of foundation. Th- yep. This is our these are our our Jewish roots. That's our claim to all of Eretz Israel. And you don't have to look too far. As you as you look down the road, you see our Jewish roots. Yeah, you see our yeah. avot and imahot, our patriarchs and matriarchs who are right there, uh, uh, buried uh, uh, at Marat HaMachpelah, which is, of course, in the Jewish area of Hebron. I encourage everybody, Hebron is going through an amazing day today, not just resting on its laurels with all the tourism numbers and all these reports that are coming about how popular the city of Hebron is, which is so amazing to to read and to hear about. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so different, Yoni, than 20 years ago when people were hesitant to say a complimentary word about Hebron. Now all well, of this- I, I remember 20 years ago on, the, on our first Shabbat Chayi Sarah, I, I had so much room in the house. There was... <laughs> It was uh, literally very disappointing, but thank God, this coming year, we had over 45 people sleep over in our apartment. Now, And that's common. Uh, that's common throughout the whole city. Yes, yes, in the living room, in the yeah. kitchen, all over. And by the way, over. And by the way, you raise an important point. For those who think that Yoni and his staff are only worried about Shabbat security once a year, you are getting hundreds of of students, young people, those from Israel, those who live you know, normally in the diaspora, to come for regular Shabbatonim. In fact, there are now groups, I know you know this, there are now groups who will avoid Chaye Sarah because of the crowd and come with hundreds of students at different Shabbat. Yes, and, 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 and more important is, not more important, but interestingly enough, uh, a lot of secular groups come. There is a big project that the Heaven Fund runs, and that's uh, uh, like... A, uh, like uh, the the project here in the United States, uh, uh, birthright Shabbat. Birth- Shabbat also. That's during the week. Yeah, but both. Wow. During, what, what they do is they come for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sleep over in our houses. Uh, Shabbat, of course, is the highlight right. because then they get to to see, to, to see what uh, Shabbos meal is like. They get to see what a Jewish family really uh, acts like. Uh, it connects them to their Jewish roots. It's 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 amazing. We've we've every year it increases. We've been hosting over fifty groups a year right now. Unbelievable. All right, uh, everyone out there knows what we think of supporting Chevron. It's an amazing cause. It is the it is the city that has the uh, the great and incredible history of the Jewish people. I hope everybody out there helps in this one day campaign, which believe it or not ends at three o'clock this afternoon Eastern time. 
Uh, right now, they're at four hundred, almost at four hundred and seventy-eight thousand of their one million dollar goal. Every time you donate, it's four times, right? It's a four times match. So if you give a hundred dollars, you're really giving four hundred dollars. We encourage everybody to go to the Hebron Fund. The uh, excuse me, to Hebron Fund, HebronFund.org, HebronFund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org. Be as generous as possible. It ends just under uh, seven hours from now. And let's make this Hebron Day as successful as possible. Yoni Bleichbart, I look forward to seeing you uh, next time we're in the holy city of Hebron. Bezrat Hashem, same Tod- thing. Tadar to you, and good luck to everybody in Hebron as we try to uh, allow the Hebron Fund to do as much as possible for the city of Hebron. And Dan Rosenstein is going to join us coming up. He'll give us a real perspective on 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 the, on the money of the Hebron Fund, where it goes, why it's important and how it's used to really help continue to build the Jewish presence in Hebron. It's all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Go to hebronfund.org, hebronfund.org. Seems to be an annual tradition for us, dedicating some time to the holy city of Hebron and encouraging everybody to support their big matching campaign. Right now, the campaign, which is trying to get to $1 million, has exceeded the $478,000 mark. Go to hebronfund.org, hebronfund.org, and What's unique about this one? It's not double; it's four times. If you give uh, if you give one hundred and eighty dollars, you're really giving seven hundred and twenty dollars for this campaign, which is pretty amazing. The aforementioned Dan Rosenstein, who's executive director of the Hebron Fund, Hebron Fund, is with us live via telephone. Dan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nacham. What a pleasure to speak with you. I, I feel this is an unbelievable annual opportunity for Jews around the world to focus on the holy city of Hebron and what we, outside of Israel, can do to continue to build the city and to increase the Jewish presence in Hebron. And you could tell us, by the way, you could tell us that's exactly what's happening. The more time goes by, there's more of a Jewish presence. The The tourism numbers are insane. We were just discussing how they're approaching three-quarter of a million per year. Uh, I, I never would have dreamed that this could happen. I never would have dreamed that there would be this type of response from Jews around the world to the holy city of Hebron. So Baruch Hashem, we're enjoying tremendous success there. Uh, you know, I noticed, by the way, Dan, that there were a couple of points made specifically about this campaign. A moment ago, we spoke with Yoni about the secure radio communication system that's needed. I noticed that literally some of the children's kindergartens uh, and other buildings in the community, schools, etc., simply need doors and windows replaced so that they could deal with this winter. And I think that's something all of our listeners can relate to, that they can give a donation and literally help the kids of Hebron have a much easier winter. Tell us what else some of the Hebron fund funds will go to after this campaign. Well, what, uh, listen, we are... It's a comprehensive campaign. Uh, we have the needs in Hebron are enormous, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're serving the uh, residents, the soldiers, and the visitors. 
Uh, it's a tremendous operation, and uh, we got hit with great news. Let's I guess hear. you call it a good problem, right. where we had news from the American government and the Israeli government in the last 30 days since Chai Sara, as if I wasn't already running on fumes from Chai Sara, which is fumes from uh, Sukkot, which is fumes from summer tourism, <laughs> uh, which was through the roof, right? So, But we had to do this campaign uh, based on the fact that uh, that the U.S. administration, with the Pompeo announcement uh, about the uh, settlements, which we don't call settlements, we call uh, residential Jewish communities, um, is, uh, is uh, not illegal according to international law. And then you had the day after Chai Sara, uh, Naf- Defense Minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, uh, making his announcement uh, that we're awarded a new um, neighborhood or a renewed neighborhood in, uh, in Hebron, in the Avram Avinu uh, area, in the uh, Shuk area. Um, and therefore, we're gonna we're gonna need to uh, provide uh, parks and playgrounds and and uh, and the envelope around uh, which that neighborhood's gonna be uh, built. We're not buying people uh, apartments, but um, but the other other right. aspects of the community, uh, the, the the synagogue and things like that. That's gonna be that's gonna be all up to us. And we have the daily uh, we have the daily needs, obviously that that uh, continue. Um, we're looking to do additional projects uh, like lighting up the uh, Mara, uh, just like the uh, walls of the Kotel are, light, uh, are lit up. Uh, so we would like that to be uh, warm and welcoming uh, for people when they when they visit at night. Um, and uh, this campaign has really been a, a whirlwind uh, so far. Uh, we're already at uh, halfway or only at halfway, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's just uh, it's just amazing the connections between the people in in uh, in America around the world and uh, and the Chevron Fund. You know, you, you know, you know, some of the things you described, the Chevron Fund is really responsible for it. Some people, especially the young people, and who could blame them, would never believe that there was no Jewish access to certain areas or what kind of challenge it was uh, to relate to the soldiers or get them to understand how important the Jewish connection is to the holy city of Hebron. And because of the constant presence and the incredible relationships that have been built, and of course the funds that have been coming in from the diaspora and Israel, uh, the Hebron Fund has been able over the years to really slowly uh, develop you know, the city and relationships and, and grow everything and to see a figure like 700,000 tourists, you know, I'm sure we'll speak to Simcha Hachbaum about this because he sees it on the front lines, but that must astound you that you're able to attract that number of people, so many of them from the diaspora, to come and visit Hebron. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Rav Simcha's tours and, and the Hebron front tours are uh, are really uh, uh, packed, um, and uh, we've really been boosting that number significantly over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I feel bad sometimes when people get closed out of the, their tour of choice, and I guess that's again, it's a good problem yeah. uh, that we have so many people uh, coming. You know, a lot of people have been to Israel many times. You know, I'm not saying that uh, you know that we're gonna you know that that you shouldn't visit the Kotel first, or you know, people want to visit, let's say, Masada and Getty for their first trip. Okay, fine. But for those people who have been to Israel before, you know, the, the second time, for sure, you have to be in Hebron. It sounds like in your voice, you're sort of telling people, yeah, you can go to the other places, but if you want real inspiration, 
And if you want something that you'll never, ever <laughs> stop talking about, come visit us in Hebron. Dan Rosenstein's with us. The fund, everybody, is the Hebron Fund, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund. Org. When you go to that website, you will see the campaign immediately. They're over $482,000 already. It goes only for another six hours and 40 minutes. That's right. It ends at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And the unique thing, Dan, and I give you credit for this, is a lot of organizations out there that are able to get people to help them double whatever comes in. You guys have such a level of support, thank God, for the holy city of Hebron. Every donation is literally quadrupled, which means if someone gives $100, they're really giving $400, and you must have a tremendous uh, uh, support system of people who are ready to encourage others to give with this type of system. Oh, absolutely. But uh, they don't want to be the only one. Right. Uh, we do have we do have some major supporters, and uh, and that's what, what sets the tone. Um, but they wanted to challenge – they wanted to challenge our donor base uh, and, uh, and your listeners and, uh, and people around the world – uh, to uh, to step up. Look, I I personally I'm proud. I, I made a donation of three hundred and sixty dollars. Um, aside from whatever else I do uh, for Chevron, uh, I felt uh, we could make a special. Uh, my wife and I can make a special uh, donation of uh, of a dollar a day. It's three hundred and sixty dollars. It shows up on the uh, on the matching as uh, fourteen forty, which is very nice. Yeah, boy, um, that's a great total. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great total, a great investment, frankly. There are a lot of people who you've met in the last year in Chevron and I've spoken to on the phone who've been to Chevron who didn't have the opportunity to write a check, who didn't have the opportunity to give some support. This is a good opportunity right now for those who have visited Chevron in the last year and other times as well, but let's just talk about the last year, uh, to give back and to give something to help support the community. So if you specifically out there in our audience have visited Hebron over the last year, or done something special there. Could have been a bar mitzvah, could have been a special family trip, could have been a tour along with Simcha, whatever the case may be. Here's your opportunity to say thank you. Here's your opportunity to allow the city of Hebron and its support base to continue to grow. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Give as generously as possible every time you give. Whatever you give is quadrupled. And Dan, you're also encouraging people, I'm sure, uh, to take your Facebook post and the Chevron Fund's Facebook post and share them. Share them and send emails to people because you guys have been active on email as well um, with the link so that people can give that way. So people in our audience right now, not only can they participate by giving, they can participate by sharing the word as well. Well, listen, I mean, uh, you know, everyone has their uh, pet uh, charities, right? Oh, you want to support your school or your shul or, or things like that. But Hebron is a universal cause. Nobody owns, uh, nobody, uh, owns Hebron other than, you know, the state of Israel, Jewish people. Right. Um, and therefore, you know, when you're passing on the link uh, to, uh, to others for the Cause Match campaign, uh, you're just sharing something that everyone should be involved with. It's like motherhood and apple pie. Uh, you know, it's not not some some pet uh, some pet project. No, Everyone it, should uh, connect with uh, Avram Avinu and uh, and our Jewish roots. It's Absolutely. an it's an international national project, one of nationhood, an international nationhood. 
project when you support Hebron. By the way, early in this conversation, I mentioned, because I saw it on Facebook, how one of the things you're concerned about is, uh, you know, replacing doors and windows, getting the get, getting the temperature up a bit in some of the uh, kindergartens and other buildings in the community that uh, that need to uh, that need a little bit more heat. We should mention it's it's not just this time of year when you're looking to build a park, when you're looking to clean up a certain area, when you're looking to enhance um, a, a specific building or a um, or a specific playground, whatever the case may be. All that comes from the Chevron Fund. That comes from diaspora money that is collected so that the the neighborhood can be enhanced and that people can have what they need. So this is a year-round effort. There, there's always a project. Dan, you can, that's something you could speak to directly. There's always a project for people to be involved with year-round in Chevron. Yeah, and look, uh, I'm only the uh, conduit. In other words, uh, I get all kinds of thank yous from uh, whether it's people in the community or uh, I remember recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, before before I went, uh, before I left uh, Israel to come to New York to work on the campaign, um, one of the higher ups in the army, uh, it was it was cold. He came up to me in the pinachama that we uh, recently built uh, with the help of some uh, some generous donors, and we provide hot coffee and tea and uh, hot rugelach uh, are uh, put out every morning and barbecues and things like that. And uh, and he gave me like like it's like a guy I'm like a little bit afraid of. He gave me like this big hug, like I, I felt like just like a like a skeleton. But that hug that he gave me was a real hug, <laughs> and it wasn't really for me. That was really for your listeners and for our supporters. Uh, I just was I was just the one that 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 received that hug. But um, you know the the chayelim, the, the soldiers, um, and the residents are, are are hugging everyone that that are supporting. Um, we're following in the footsteps of Avram Avinu, and uh, and by by supporting the Hebron Fund could only be good for you. A hundred percent, only good. A hundred percent. A lot of schools get involved, a lot of synagogues get involved, and as you just mentioned, a lot of families and individuals get involved. Everybody out there, we're encouraging you to get involved. The Hebron Fund, H E B R O N Fund dot org, H E B R O N Fund dot org is having an amazing day. We want to make sure, though, that they achieve their goal. They're at over $488,000 now at this point, and they're asking everybody to help them get to the $1 million goal. It's a little easier in that they're not asking you specifically uh, to go dollar by dollar and get them to their goal. They're telling you that every time you give a dollar, it's actually $4. Everything is quadrupled. So $100 is $400, and $1,000 is $4,000. So every time you give, it is quadrupled, and that's going to help them get to their $1 million goal in six and a half hours from now when it ends at 3 p.m. Eastern time. We'd like everyone to be involved. Dan Rosenstein doesn't care how much you give. He doesn't. He cares that everybody give, that everybody be part of this community effort. Uh, Hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org. You know, it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah is this coming Monday night. Excuse me, Sunday night. Uh, It's a... Festival of Lights, and you mentioned that one of your projects now at the Chevron Fund, Dan, is to light up Marat HaMachpelah. Not that I'm discouraging people to participate in this campaign in order to make that happen, but there might be a family or two out there that would undertake a project like that. That would be pretty amazing if one family or group or synagogue, whatever the case may be, would be responsible uh, and known for lighting up the Mara. And for those of us who uh, who don't spend enough nights near the Mara, we don't realize how necessary it is. But you could tell us it would be a life changer in Hebron, correct? Well, listen, uh, I, I'm jealous of someone that would be able to to do that. Meaning, I only gave three hundred and sixty dollars, but um, 
But if I had uh, funds, absolutely. That's a, what an unbelievable, uh, you know, Maratha Machpelah is the oldest building on planet Earth wow. that's still being used today for the original purpose. My, meaning you might have a library that used to be a university, that used to be a church, or what. This was always Maratha Machpelah. Uh, figure Herod is around the year zero, so it's now uh, just over uh, 2,000 years old. Right. Still being used for the original purpose in which it was set up. It was the first real estate purchased by a Jew, Avram Avinu, could have bought in Yerushalayim. Instead, he bought uh, uh, for Sarah in uh, in uh, Hebron. Uh, King David, when he started his monarchy, he had a choice uh, where to set up uh, to be anointed and to, to reign for the first seven and a half years. He he chose uh, he chose Hebron first. So uh, really, um, to be able to uh, to light it up, light it up and beautify. Um, I'm not a real estate uh, agent, but uh, one of the first things they tell you is curb appeal is very important. So when we have people that are coming that are um, that are not connected, and they see, oh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, you know, it's dark, it's cold, it's uh, it's not uh, it's not bright. Um, you know, it gives one impression, but you come up and you see, wow, it's all lit up. You know, you say, yeah, you know, just like when you go to the Kota, when you go to Yerushalayim, you see the old city walls are light up, beautiful. That'll show that people should really, um, you know, give it the, uh, the proper, uh, the proper respect. Uh, So, yeah. Such a good point. Such an important point. All right, everybody, you know, the challenge, the challenge out there, six and a half hours remain. Uh, the campaign is, uh, over $488,000 at this point. And we want to see the Chevron Fund get to their $1 million goal. And this audience and everybody that you're connected to, folks, can be a very, very big key in helping get to that goal. Uh, Every dollar you give right now is quadrupled. If you give $720, it is really a uh, $2,880 donation. Imagine that. It grows that much uh, because it's a four times match. Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Be as generous as possible. You want to undertake a special project, contact them through the website. Dan will be more than happy to speak to you about a special project that your family or synagogue or school can undertake for the holy city of Hebron. Dan Rosenstein, I thank you for letting us be involved in this annual tradition. And I, I, uh, I hope and pray that you'll achieve the goal six and a half hours from now. I have confidence and in fact, the Jewish community around the world will get you to the goal. And uh, we should continue to do whatever we can for the holy city of Hebron. Amen, amen, and we hope uh, we invite you to uh, to come and to visit, and uh, maybe uh, maybe it's time to come back for Shabbat uh, Shalom. That would be amazing. We'll, uh, that would be amazing. We'll get, what do we? We'll get you a nice tent on the field of the Machpelah. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Now the upgrade is to a uh, tent on the field. That's how many people are there now. <laughs> it, it used to be. A, <laughs> There's up, always room for one more. Upgrade used to be to a bed. Now, now the upgrade is only to a tent on the field. But we'll see. <laughs> We're about what 48 weeks away, so we'll see if we can do We're that. We're already. Pl- Don't worry. We already had our strategy meeting already for next uh, November. I Don't can, worry. I can imagine. I can only imagine. Thanks, Dan. Good luck today. Okay, thank you. Dan Rosenstein, Executive Director, Hevron Fund, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N Fund.org. We want to see the numbers grow all day long until 3 p.m. Eastern time, everybody. More coming up. We have more guests from the holy city of Hevron joining us at JM in the AM.
Go to hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. Make today a success for the Hebron Fund as they try to get to the $1 million goal. Every time you give a dollar, it is quadrupled. Well, we promised you Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, Director of Tourism in Hebron. He actually told me a minute ago that he was with a group most of the day. We have a message here for somebody. Uh, someone here says, please ask Simcha to send regards to the Berkowitz family from Philadelphia who are on his tour today. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. Always a pleasure. Did you meet thank the, you so much for the regards. Did you meet the, Berkow- sitting, did, did you meet the Berkowitzes w- today? We, we, we met the Berkowitz family today, <laughs> and we thank God today, the Heaven Fund. Uh, I have the privilege to be the director of tourism. We just had a full bus, 53 people. With a big waiting list that wanted to come today. And thank God we're seeing a great, great increase and influx of people coming and want to experience a special day of connecting to the roots here in Chevron. We were talking about how now, according to the reports, over 700,000 people come as tourists to the holy city of Chevron in the period of a year. Uh, that, must be, that must be a remarkable number to you, considering uh, how much larger it is now than it used to be. 700,000 is pretty amazing. 
So it is an amazing phenomenon to see the increase and the thirst and the interest to want to be able to come and to experience here. And so many people, for different reasons, were intimidated, scared to come to Chevron. And some of the Am Yisrael has overcome their fears. And they're coming in groves and so many groups. And not only families, but youth groups and college kids are coming as part of their Jewish identity experience to come to visit Chevron. Today we had someone on the tour from Hawaii that heard about me. And we had someone else from Japan, Hong Kong. And it's amazing to see the diversity also of people all over the four corners of the world coming to make that kibbutz and that connection to the patriarchs and matriarchs. That's unbelievable. You're getting people from the Far East and other areas of the world like that. That's just incredible. Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum is with us. Uh, the Chevron Fund has their annual campaign uh, going on right now. Every dollar you give, it's really $4. It's a quadruple match that ends at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So the deadline is looming. Try your hardest to give as much as possible over the next couple of hours. It's hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N-Fund.org. Simcha, what's it like for you spending all the time you do, and obviously you live in Hebron, so most of your time is there, spending all the time you do in a place that was so important to Avram Avinu and a place that became important to all of his descendants over these uh, millennia? What's it like knowing that this was a priority for Avraham to make a purchase in the holy city of Hebron? It's an amazing, amazing feeling. There's nothing, there's not a minute of my day, even when I'm doing, quote, mundane things, that I don't feel like I'm a, on a mission, and I'm being empowered, and I'm walking in the footsteps of the patriarchs, matriarchs, a 3,800 years of Jewish history. Could be walking with my kids Shabbos afternoon, making, learning with my children outside the Matamach Pele after downing Shabbat morning. It's something so, so special to understand, to be at the first, to be the place, the first place Avram made a permanent residence and pitched his tent, the place where Isaac was born, where Jacob was born and resettled. And there's something so special. I don't know how I have the privilege to be one of the thousand Jewish people living here today in the biblical city of Hebron. And we should po- we count our blessings every day. And we should point out, because uh, I, I don't think we've pointed this out in the last couple of conversations we've had on the air, we should point out that even though it was a very, very unusual and out-of-the-ordinary practice, you and your wife, when you moved from the United States to Israel, insisted that you moved directly to Hebron. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that that was never done by anybody from Chutzlaret to go directly to Hebron, but you insisted upon it, right? This is correct, Nachum. I think we're, we, we, we have the Guinness Book of World Records on this. <laughs> the only Jew to come straight from Manhattan, from East Broadway, straight to Hebron, to the to Avram Avinu neighborhood. And really, you know, a lot of people, when they make Aliyah, and it's great wherever you live, it's important to go to wherever you feel your place is. But we wanted to go where every Jew counts, where every Jew is needed, where every Jew makes a difference. And at the time, right after the Oslo Accords, 93, 94, and so much death and so much terror, land for peace was land for terror, we made a decision that we can't stand idly by and just watch. We have to be proactive. And we chose between moving to the Gushpatif area of Nitzarim or Hebron, where both communities were slated to be dismantled. And Hashem brought us here to Hebron, and we're here 25 years now. Wow. Living in Hebron and breathing, breathing the air of Hebron. And one of the basic differences is the, I don't want I, I to give an Ayn Hara, and I'm certainly not accusing anybody of living in luxury in Hebron, 
but it seems that that you're now in a calmer environment. It seems that you are now part of a what is legitimately a growing Jewish community that has a tremendously bright future. And I don't think everybody believed that 25 years ago, but I think the three quarters of a million tourists uh, and all the people that are paying careful attention to where you're living, I think is a testament that more and more people are buying into the fact that Hebron is a key to the future of the Jewish people. You know, like the angel of Yaakov and the angel of Jacob in his dream, the angels are going up and down. And we Jewish people are always having ups and downs. And there were cycles when it wasn't the politically correct and it wasn't the popular thing to do. And now, thank God, the gates are opening in a very positive way. And windows of opportunity and windows and gates are opening up for us to be able to come more freely to visit, much less terror, both on the road and within Hebron itself. But at the same time, there's still a lot of work to do, yeah. and there's still a big battle going on from within and from without, and those who do want to take away this place from us. But thank God we're grateful for right now these moments of grace and these moments of opportunity. Rabbi Simcha Hachbam is with us. I remind you, today's the day. I mean, every day we encourage you to support Hevron, but you get my point. They're in the middle of a special campaign. It's a $1 million matching campaign. Every time you give a dollar, it's really $4. They are already over $502,000, so they're more than halfway there. The campaign ends just uh, over six hours from now. So please be as generous as you can. Hebronfund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org, H-E-B-R-O-N fund.org. And Rib Simcha, before I let you go, you've met a lot of people. Uh, I'm not saying you've met 700,000 over the last year, but you've met a lot, certainly thousands over the last year. Uh, some of them... Um, uh, w- would be amazing supporters of Hebron if they just would think back to the time they spent with you in the Holy City. Uh, I ask you to join me in encouraging everybody in this audience to support Hebron and its projects as best as they can and to really help everybody in the Jewish community of Hebron keep going. Amen. You know, a lot of times we have great moments in life, great spiritual highs, and unfortunately we let the moments just dissipate and it becomes just a blur memory. Now is the opportunity to reconnect to that feeling you had standing in the place where Abraham and Sarah lived, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, and Leah, to reconnect to those moments of spirituality when we prayed the afternoon service at the Marat HaMachpelah, those who spent Shabbat at my house or children spent Shabbat by me. This is a chance to really reconnect to that special moment. All those who invest in Chevron, the blessings of the patriarchs and matriarchs comes to them, with all the good in spirituality and physical things. And really now, like I said, like any investment in any financial thing, that time to get the best money on the return. And right now everything is one for four. It's not only Machpelah doubled, it's actually fourfold. <laughs> and everything is two times two. And therefore, we really encourage everyone. A lot of times we say we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it later. But this is the moment right now. If not now, then when? We're halfway there, and God willing, there's only a few hours left. We really need that push, and we really need you guys to step up and be with us. It's not my grandparents. It's our grandparents. Abraham was not only the father of those living in Hebron, but the father of all nations of the world. And God willing, together, we'll make Hebron and secure Hebron and beautify. It says when Jacob came back to the Holy Land, he showed grace upon the city and help us facelift the city and beautify it 
and electrify it and purify it and make it spiritually charged and be able to make it accessible to all the peoples and all the nations and to make it for your children and grandchildren. Continue that history. That should be for the Jewish nation forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you in Hebron. And likewise, Nachal, we look forward to hosting you in Hebron. And we invite everyone, even if you've been here already, there's so much new things to see, new archaeological digs, new museums, new neighborhoods, new houses that were recently purchased. And there's a very, very special, even if you did it, done it, saw it, we invite everyone to come back and visit the grandparents and really show their respect to the holiness of this place. Shalom, shalom, and thank you. Shalom and thank you. of Simcha Hachbaum from Hebron, and we should mention, by the way, that, that not only can you use the website to donate right now, you can use the website to arrange a tour, to arrange for a special bar or bat mitzvah celebration, to arrange a Shabbat in Hebron with Reb Simcha and his family. It could all be done through the website. Go to hebronfund.org, hebronfund.org. And again, the, the campaign is over $502,000 right now as the numbers, Baruch Hashem, continue to increase. Uh, make that $504,000 right now as the numbers continue to increase. We ask everybody to uh, to give, and remember, every time you give, it's so much more. You give a hundred bucks, it's four hundred dollars, because it's all quad, it's all quadrupled. So you give a hundred dollars, it's really four hundred dollars. Take advantage of that system and give to the Chevron Fund right now. H e b r o n fund dot org. H e b r o n fund dot org.
Well, one of the reasons that uh, one of the reasons I'm always excited to be part of the uh, Chevron campaign and for Dan to include us is uh, I get to speak to some really wonderful people. I mean, we get to speak to them other times of the year as well, but once we're part of the campaign, then hey, <laughs> then we definitely get to speak to them. And one of them, of course, is international spokesman on behalf of the holy city of Chevron, Yishai Fleischer, who happens to be visiting the United States today before tonight's flight back to the Holy Land. Yishai, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. Great to be with you. Nice to speak with you, sir. And uh, I'll tell you, there's uh, there's such a um, an incredible um, spirit that the Jewish world is feeling now toward the holy city of Hebron. We talk about three-quarters of a million tourists. I'm sure you see many of them as you go through the city on a regular basis. And thank God, Jews in the diaspora who are willing to uh, to give some money and support the work of the holy city of Hebron, which is what's happening today as we encourage everybody to participate in this quadrupling campaign. Um, you, you know, Yishai, my point is that uh, often we think there's a tremendous gap between Israel and the diaspora, and thank God, there are people who do keep a close connection. I hope you living there on that side of the world, I hope you realize that there's still plenty of people who feel very connected to the Holy Land and to the Holy City of Hebron. Absolutely. They're connected to the land of Israel, but also Hebron has another aspect, not just the land of Israel, it also has the tombs of the founders, the, the mothers and the fathers, the, the, the folks who started it all, the, the parashot that we're reading right now. So, so. When you think about Avram and you think about Yitzchak and Yaakov and the matriarchs, you're like, oh, I want to be, I want to walk in their pathways. There's that, there's that statement in the Talmud, like that a person should say, uh, when will my paths, when will my efforts in this world be like the forefathers? Right. So, so that's uh, that's what people come to, and we do have. You said about uh, three quarters of a million this year. It's going to head up to about a million tourists every single year. Wow. Right this year, it's going to hit that record, and we're going to grow from there on. Uh, so you have. You have the aspect of tourism, which is so important because you know, you know, Nachum on the on the Chevron team. I'm more of the like the political guy, right? Mm. And and uh, we were talking before the program that we are facing tremendous challenges over there. There's a lot of bad guys who want us to stop holding on to this land. They have figured out all kinds of ways, all kinds of fancy words to say that it's not not okay for Jews to live in Judea and certainly in Hebron. They have all kinds of fancy arguments. I know all of their arguments. Uh, they they want to say that we're an apartheid state. Uh, really, like we're this tiny minority living in this town, right? But they've got all these words that they want to throw at us, and not to mention when they're done with words, then they throw out attacks, physical attacks, knife attacks, these kind of attacks, that kind of attacks, shootings. Okay, and all, all of that is for what? Just to kick us off our land. So when I'm on your show and I hear you say, no, American Jewry is, is with, the diaspora is with you, we're together in this fight, you know, it warms the heart. And, and we have to actually realize that we're in a fight. It's not enough to be like, oh, Hebron, that's a nice cause. It's a nice cause. It's not a nice cause. We're living in an amazing time where there's revelation. God is returning his presence to Zion. The Jewish people are returning to the land of Israel. We're holding on to certain parts of the land of Israel where there's still a, a war front. We're holding on uh, by, by the skin of our teeth, by, by the fingernails. And our, our support system around the world 
First thing, it really agitates the enemy. I like that very much. If you want to, well, a great way to donate today to Hebron is to say, you know what, I want to really take off all the people that hate Israel and want to see us kicked out. I want to show them that we're together. Reason, in, in reason enough to give. Huh? That's right. You've got to wake up this morning, right? You've got to wake up this Wednesday morning and say, you know, I really ticked off a lot of people today. That's, 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 a, that's something good. And, and the Jewish people should have that. We should have that, like, well, chutzpah. We have a chutzpah to right. come back to. With, with that in mind, let me just remind everybody that we are in the midst of the Hebron campaign. There's just around six hours left. Every dollar you give gets quadrupled. We're at 506,000 already. The number keeps growing. 506,000 and change already. Every time you give a dollar, it's $4. Every time you give 100, it's $400. So please give and give as generously as possible. But Yisha, I got to go back for a second. And, and we did talk about it off the air for a minute. I mean, this week, when you get back to Israel, as well as many other weeks, you are you're literally asked to address groups that you know coming in are not in favor of a Jewish presence in Hebron. What is that like for you? What is it like addressing a group when you know that they resent the fact that you have anything positive to say about a Jewish presence in Hebron? Well, first thing, the first thing I always do is remind them of history. And once you lay out the balance of history, people realize the incredible connection that we have and that really the, the moral right that we've uh, accrued because of our, our indigenous connection to the land, right? So, like, you can't talk God with everybody. You can't say, you know, God promised right. this land to Abraham. But you can tell them about our indigenous rights, our historical rights. I, I always lay out the history first, how we're there for, for you know, 1,400 years before even the advent of Islam, etc. So, first I, like, lay out history. And then, after I lay out history, you know, then I talk about... Um, the wars that we fought, right? We fought wars, defensive wars. We've returned back to the land of Israel. The Six-Day War was an amazing, miraculous war. I remind people that we purchased the land of Israel, including purchases in Hebron. I remind them that we have, for example, one of the things that we're, we're going to be uh, working on soon is the wholesale market. That was purchased right. in 1807. Right. Okay, so I show them purchase. all these things. I show them the balance. And then, even if they don't buy all of that... I show them our tenacity. Sometimes you can't convince people. Sometimes they just have to know that they're dealing with a tough, a tough force that is not going to give up easily. Sometimes you can't explain to people not God, not history, not purchase, not war. You can't explain anything, but what you can explain is, look, you're not kicking me off my land too, too easily. The Hebron people are, are like the nail of the Jewish people. You know, they're like a tough lot. And they're holding, it on, holding on to it and keeping it open for the rest of us. So all of us that come and visit and enjoy Ma'at HaMachpelah and hear Rabbi Simchach give us a tour, whatever it is, like we do that b'schut, the tough Jews that are holding on to this place. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. I, I, I can only imagine how I, it, it, it must be a combination of pride as you say all this to them, but frustration as well. Like, why is it they refuse to open their eyes and see this? But you forgot one more component. Yeah. One more component, which is absolutely essential. Really, really essential. And that is simcha. They also have to see that you are happy. Right. That you are thankful for this time. That you know that it's a gift. And they see that smile on your face. I'm talking about anti-Israel groups or leaning to the hard left groups, all these groups that I deal with. They have to see your smile. And I get always feedback that that's the one thing that, that kind of shakes their foundation of their own understanding is when they see that, that, that the Jewish people, are, that we are, the Jewish community of Hebron, are happy, are thankful for this moment, are thankful with all the challenges. And, that, and that's, that's, you know, that's, what we, that's our lot, right? 
So that, that's that's one of my little secret weapons as I smile at them. <laughs> there you go. Yishai Fleischer is with us. He and I and everybody out there in Hebron encourages you, everyone in diaspora and around the world, to give as generously as possible, make this campaign today as successful as possible. The Hebron Fund is the future of Hebron, and the future of Hebron is your in your hands because in this 24-hour campaign, which ends at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time today, uh, you have the ability to... Uh, quadruple every donation you give to the holy city of Hebron through the Hebron fund quadruple literally give a hundred dollars it's four hundred dollars uh no easier and more simple way to say it they are almost at five hundred and eleven thousand dollars at this point five hundred and eleven thousand dollars at this point and we're asking everybody to be as generous as possible and to give and to uh, uh make sure to get them to their goal which is one million dollars by 3 p.m today so please give as generously as possible, the address hebronfund.org, hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, fund.org. Um, you're here in the United States now, Yishai Fleischer, for a day or so. That's right. Um, a, spe- a special message for those of us who, uh, who do not realize that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel? Well, I think I think people that are listening to your show, you know, uh, you've you've taught them over the years the the great truth of of the of the awesome time that we're living in, of really Hashem's revelation, God's revelation in the in in His great effort to return the Jewish people to the land of Israel, and uh, and that you know the lower Jerusalem is being built. We see that. And Talmud says that, uh, you know, I won't enter the upper Jerusalem until I enter the lower Jerusalem. Right. We know the connection between Jerusalem and Hebron. We know we're living in, a, in, a, in an awesome time. And I, there's, there's, if, if there is one special message is, I don't want you to give, and I don't want you to support, and I don't want you to help us. I want you to go to sleep at night knowing that you built Hebron. I want you to go to sleep tonight and saying, I was part of this great time. I helped build a brick. I helped a, a, a Jewish child smile. I helped yeah. a soldier stay warm. Yeah. I helped light up the Maat HaMachpila, which is what we're going to be doing this year also. We're yeah. going to install a new lighting system. I want a person to feel personal, not support of something else, a personal stake in, in that I was a protector of Marat HaMachpila. I helped defend the, the forefathers and mothers. I helped beautify it, and I helped push back on the forces that don't want us there. I did that today. And I want people to feel that personal pride that they were part of the story. Yishai, excellent message. we got to get you in studio next time you're here. we got to get you in here for a full, full-length conversation about the future of the Jewish people, as only you could tell us. <laughs> the simcha, the simcha. It's, it's always good to be with you and keep up your great work uh, of, of spreading Torah and, 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 uh, and inspiration and, and the spirit of the land of Israel here in America. Amen. Thank you so much. Yishai Fleischer, international spokesman, Holy City of Hebron. Listen, everybody, we're in the final couple of minutes of today's show. Uh, I don't know what else can be said by a, an, a more amazing roster of people than what we've had over the last few minutes. Um, give as generously as you can. Make today's Hebron Fund uh, campaign a successful one. Uh, go to hebronfund.org. Hebronfund.org. Uh, it'll be right there. You'll see it right there in front of you. And give as generously as you can. And uh, just to check before we uh, wrap things up, we are almost at $513,000 of the $1 million goal. 513000 of the $1 million goal. The campaign will end at 3 p.m. today. Uh, please join everyone around the world in making sure the Hebron Fund achieves its goal by 3 p.m. Eastern time today. Hebron Fund.
Org. You are listening to JM in the AM. Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM and the AM. Thank you to everybody who joined us in the holy city of Hebron. Go to hebronfund.org. Hebronfund.org. Trust me, everything else you need to do is right there. <laughs> Just follow the instructions. Hebronfund.org. And be as generous as possible. Quadruple the amount of your donation by going to hebronfund.org between now and 3 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow. JM, uh, excuse me, uh, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next. Joanna Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem speaks with DJ Rafi Nathan. Uh, that's coming up between now and 11 a.m. on Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Treat him well. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Single reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.